Welcome guys once again to the MMOs.com podcast, episode 95, getting closer to that 100. This is Altai, joined this week by... Omer. Gumble. Matt. Shirelia. Look at that, full house. <coughs> this is the full special, house. special MMOs.com episode where the shoe is a live edition. I am so. <laughs> Oh did you see the did you see the the blanket i got <laughs> oh my god that's actually the most that's a good, that looks really comfortable and super cute it's so, so maybe, good okay we gotta take a small yeah, detour. yeah i saw that too yeah link that i want to see that too i'm go, i'm gonna link it right now that is like on, on twitter that makes it that makes you being a god this whole time perfectly a-okay sure is your All is right? your mattress on the floor like japanese style yeah it's it's literally a japanese mattress Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I approve. I'm a, I'm a mattress on floor I, master race. I, I don't have a tatami anymore. I put it in the other room, but I used to have it. It's because of VR. Amazing. The reason why I don't have tatami anymore is because of VR. I don't want to trip over, like, like sh- shit, you know? I'm, I'm a fan of those bed sheets here. Those are mega kawaii. It was like 150 for the whole thing. 100% worth. 100% worth. It, it's really comfy too. It's really like uh, the the colors are really crisp. All right. After you show that, let's just go ahead and jump to the weekly raider hunt. All right. Here we go. So this is uh, this is from Fate uh, Grand, Grand Order. Fate Grand Order. This is one. Of, this, Bull, yep. This is Bull, one of Bull, Bull, Bull. one of the highest grossing games in the world right now. Actually. Wow. I have yet to play <laughs> it. Um, maybe I'll give it a shot. It's a mobile game, right? Yep. yep. It's actually surprisingly high quality. Like, they put a lot of, like, the production value is there. It feels fluid, looks gorgeous. So, making a quality game, it pays off. And we actually have a very old tutorial on how to play it. This game is still not in English, right? No. Well, there we go. Yeah. Relevant link. So old. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's so old, there's no banner in it. I, I, no. I, I log in to get, like, the points. and <laughs> I don't really play that much anymore. All right, and with that, let's take it to the weekly raid. Take it away, Gumbles. Okay, this week we're actually touching on a subject that we briefly talked about last week, and I ended up thinking about this quite a bit, and I think I rescind everything I originally put in my little editorial. We're talking about voice (laughs) chat in MMORPGs. Uh, We had been playing Revelation Online, and we were thinking, you know, we're playing this game, we're all on Discord together, but, you know, we can't talk... If we weren't together, we couldn't talk to anyone else in our party, uh, mainly because in that game and a few other games, you're so involved in what you're doing in the dungeon that it's almost impossible to communicate. And I'm wondering, why is it that VoIP, which has caught on in games like Counter-Strike or Battlefield, it, it never really took off in MMORPGs. A few games did have it, like Lord of the Rings Online, but in most mainstream games, uh, VoIP has always been sorely missing. And I was thinking about why is it that when you enter a group, you're not giving an op- given an option to join, say, a, a small group-based VoIP server. So, like in, say, Overwatch, so you can talk with your groupmates. That way, then, you know, it's not just text, and it kind of gives the appearance of there being a person playing the other characters. But then I'm thinking, would anybody even use it? And I think maybe they wouldn't at all. Uh, they, maybe, maybe everyone always uh, relies on their third-party VoIP programs. And maybe we don't want to hear somebody's dog barking uh, in the background, uh, because they forgot to turn their mic off when they were talking mm-hmm. to me. So I'm really not sure. I feel like, in my mind, just like when we talked about, uh, what is it, internet cafes, this is something that I would use all the time, but then, if it was actually there, somehow I think I would just not bother, and I would keep listening to music or talking on my own voice chat. 
um, instead. So I want to have a roundtable discussion. I don't know who wants to pick it up first. What do you guys think about VoIP in MMORPGs? MMORPGs specifically, because most MMOs, uh, either it be an FPS or a survival game, they always do typically have VoIP. Well, right. if, right. uh, if it were actually on by default everywhere, even if it were localized, well, I, I would turn it off immediately. Yeah. I, I would never use it. I mean, I wouldn't just turn off my mic. I'd, I'd turn the voice volume all the way down every time. Because there, there's no way I want to hear all those people. I just, I, I had that experience in APB. I've, I'm done with it. Um, I'm tired of hearing like the rap music or somebody <laughs> going motherfucker, motherfucker, motherfucker as he just rolls by. You know, like Samuel Jackson movie going by you. Classic um, gameplay. <laughs> so um, I wouldn't use it then, but I, uh, if you had the option to join like a channel for your dungeon party i might use it um i think that's kind of what they're doing for what was it is it camelot unchained Cam or camelot unchained okay what yeah i doing? think they're gonna have built-in discord mm -hmm. um integration integration yeah that's it so i mean i guess we'll see then when i try the game eventually inevitably whether or not i'd actually use it I think it's uh, if it's d implemented well, as Matt said. I don't think uh, I think the the whole proximity voice chat is a cool idea in games like survival games where it makes sense. But in MRPG where you can have a, potentially a hundred players in one small zone, it's literally unusable. But if you have like careful integration, uh, stuff like within dungeons, it would be amazing. I mean, look at Atlas Reactor. It's uh, it's not MRPG, but the way it works is when the game it also has. Discord integration. Uh, as soon as the game begins, you have a party matched up to play online, and you know your five v five game. It's forty four, I think. Or five, I forgot. Anyway, you, you click a button, you instantly join a, like a separate Discord channel was made just for that game, and whoever clicks on it gets to join. So it's not like on by default. You click on it to activate, and it just works. So I think if you party up in a game, it's actually I'm surprised they didn't implement it that way because voice chat in dungeons can be super important. That can be the difference between wiping like multiple times and finally getting it done. Like, good communication is so important in, like, boss fights and whatnot. Like, it just so that they don't, they don't have it. I mean, it, I understand the need to make it kind of off by default because you want to create, like, a, a safer environment, a non-toxic environment. But if it's optionally available in dungeons, it's nuts. And no, like, no MRPG has implemented it yet. Like, I, I would totally use it because, I mean, I think Blackstar in our chat said it best. How can I troll people without voice chat? Because, like, while, while we're in a dungeon, even if it's easy, like, I'll have fun just, like, trolling people and talking with them so it'll be fun i am i am all for it and i think first of all i think we all agree we should have it in parties right so that, that's like off the table it's just it's obvious but even the local stuff i think it could be done well you could do uh the, a max number of voices you hear depending on like if you're if you're in town the circle would be smaller than if you're outside let's say so that could kind of yeah. modulate the the level of spam um and yes, it could be inconvenient. You could hear some guy, you know, chattering or, or making too many noises. But that's part of like, you know, it, it, when you go to New York City, right? And you hear the jackhammer fixing the road. You know, that's part of the experience. You know, imagine you drink your coffee at a Starbucks in New York City, in, in Manhattan. And you hear a jackhammer outside. By a drink. You know, that's, that's, part, that's part of being in the city, you know? So in, a, in an MRPG, you're playing, you're in town. One guy's yelling, you know, motherfucker, whatever he's yelling, whatever. Like, whatever, that's part, part, of, the, that's part of the experience. You know? <laughs> People don't yell, motherfucker, motherfucker, <laughs> in your life, though. Yo, yeah. yo. Maybe in my hood, in my hood. We... <laughs> okay, I would be okay with this if we had PvP everywhere. 
you kill then the guy. Then I agree with it. Because then I can shank that guy. <laughs> right? Good point. But, good point. People are more obnoxious online. But in general, I'm I'm actually against it via voiceover. Why? Like, because because if if I want to to talk to you guys, like if I want to coordinate, then we'll form a party and we'll we'll coordinate and we'll figure that out. I don't want to have to listen to every single random person that's that's out there. You don't have to. You can mute them. You know, it's like when you walk on the street. You know, somebody's talking. You're gonna like tell them to shut the fuck up, or no? You're just gonna well, keep well, walking not only by. That it, is, is it, it, I feel like it, it's also gonna form <coughs> like a thing where everyone's expected to talk. I, I don't actually like talking. I don't know if you've ever played games with me. I don't. I don't mm-hmm. actually talk. I talk very rarely in 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 games, and that's true. I, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want to be like like have to. I don't want to be forced to like be into that you know what i mean like also it's fair from your perspective too i mean you do get treated differently for uh, being a girl on the internet both uh yes. both negatively and positive and i feel like in mrpgs you can like totally like bugatti bitch your way up to the top but like in other games you might get a lot of shit for it you know people are nicer to girls but they're also kind of meaner to them sometimes so yeah, it's gonna so, be rough so, so you know if, if i i mean it's not even an issue of like you know th- that making me feel bad, but like yeah. it's like sometimes you just don't want to deal with it, you know. That's you, true. You, you play games for for fun. You don't want to deal with fucking people being retarded, you know. So so it's like you know either either I gotta just not talk, which is what I prefer to do. I'd rather just type because I can I can type pretty fast. Um, I'd rather type or you know use the dude voice, you know the dude voice. <laughs> drop drop it down a little bit. But then the <laughs> thing is, there's like sometimes if you do that, then there's like oh are you like a little kid or you like. It's just annoying. Like, but you you could have it off by default too. You know, it's not, I feel like just because you have it doesn't mean it's got to be enforced all the way. I mean, even in stuff like uh, CS:GO. Yeah, but the, the issue is people everyone. people will start expecting that as a norm, and then yeah. you get held for not for not. Uh, like, I, I feel like pe- there's already enough stuff. There's people have their own communities in Discord, for example. Like, people are just gonna use something like that. You know. But there's friction with random parties because I think in a lot of games you do find ki- kind of like. Uh, End up with random people for a dungeon. And yes, but the people yeah. that have ra- people that go into random parties, let's be real, they they don't have that thing to begin with. They're not gonna talk. And random dungeons are really faithful anyway, so you don't really need to communicate in those. I'm trying to think, what game can we do a random yeah. dungeon in that's actually difficult? Because it's not FF14, I'll tell you that. Actually, because um, I'm a shill, I'll say that uh, Revelation Online's higher level dungeons, their expert dungeons, do require some level of coordination for new players. Um, I mean, once you, of course, like any game, once you know what you're doing, uh, then you're fine. But I could also think of Final Fantasy XIV dungeons. And I forgot, Shu, maybe you remember the name. So with the wall in the hallway, and the wall's approaching you, you have to kill the boss before oh, the game I, I gets too close. Of, I, I remember talking. that dungeon in particular in Final Fantasy. We had somebody uh, in, our, in our text chat, in our party, and they kept typing out every single thing we had to do, because that dungeon had a couple of mm-hmm. complicated mechanics, I guess, or at least mechanics that weren't intuitive. And I figure in that situation, you know, it would would have been helpful to just have somebody talk, um, but I don't think I don't think voice chat works in the open world. I think it's too much of a of a clusterfuck. But I, I in the in the article I wrote and also in the weekly raid, I specified that I think that it would have to work so, similar to like uh, Overwatch, where you you opt in at the beginning of a pug. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way, then it doesn't. Um, that way, then it gives power to the player to decide how they want to communicate. What is GameStop power to the players? <laughs> I do hate that they ruin that because. Uh, <laughs> Because, you know, there's degrees of power and whatnot and how we interact, whatever. But I think, you know, you have to opt in. That way, then, it doesn't affect people who don't want to talk at all. Because some people just don't, you know, they don't want to talk. And I get that. And there are some days I don't want to talk. And that's fine. 
But, you know, maybe you'll meet a random person that way. You end up making a clan together. It's just, personally, I think without voice chat, there's there's a there's a, a chance social interaction that maybe happens one out of a hundred times uh, that could happen if it was there. Um, and that's cool, because part of why we play games, we meet other people, and a lot of games today don't give us those opportunities to meet uh, random people. And I'm sitting on a physio ball. That's why I'm doing this, because I have a bad back. Oh, my center. God, you're one of those people now. I'm not, you know, I like uh, Melissa Myers from... Um, What's the word? Oh, Yahoo. That's funny. Never... You can't help but bounce. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. I'd like to have a counterpoint to that. So uh, on the case of like meeting new people, right? If, if voice chat was already immediately in, I feel like there's actually less of a chance to interact with people outside of that instance. Because when you have a thing like Discord and you know you really like you know playing with this person, you usually invite them into that. And then that already creates a connection. Does that make sense? I feel like yeah. there's a case for that as well, so there might be a counterpoint there. I'm not, also, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know the numbers, but I'm just providing. Somebody said in the chat, Blade and Soul of Japan had an opt-in dungeon VoIP that worked really well, and he used it quite often in our chat. So that's pretty cool, because I know it, we didn't have anything like that here. But uh, Gumby mentioned uh, the power to the players, that makes me think of games, uh, GameStop, obviously, which is... Uh, there's one thing that really bothers me when I walk into GameStop, right? Maybe, maybe it's just a me issue. So you guys tell me if this bothers you too. So you're at GameStop looking at random games, and the radio goes on there because they have like their own like little thing, and like you hear this girl voice saying, "What well, now? Introducing Final Fantasy 15, the latest installment in Square Enix's blah 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 franchise. Cruise along the town, doing this and this." And they use a girl's voice, and it gets so cringy. I'm like, "Why are they? It just sounds so like fake." Like what? this girl probably knows nothing about games. Oh my She's reading God. off the script. I, reading I, off the script. It sounds so cringe. I, I don't know. It, it bothers me when I there. never even noticed. Oh, that was just me, oh, maybe. Huh. I would like to enlighten you about how the world works. You see those people in commercials for everything. None yes. of them know anything about. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Matt, you're right. You're right. But but this is something that's so easy to like. Make it sound genuine. Like it's does. It's not. This is not difficult do you to want, make it sound. Do genuine. you want a nasally dork saying it? Yes. Yes. Play I Final Fantasy 15 was the best game ever. <laughs> is that, is that? Yeah, I want that. Okay. Give me that genuine experience. All right. <laughs> no, it just it sounds so like I, I get the marketing. I get the girl doing it, but it just sounds so. It always sounds so fake though. Like if the, I, I even she reads off the script, make the script a little better. It just always every time I go to GameStop, that voice introducing every new game to me, I hate it. It just sounds awful. But apparently, that's just that, that. Maybe that's just a remote issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, remote <laughs> issue. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, game features aside, like you don't, you just immersive wise, you think it, it's it's a net negative if you have it, or it won't work. Well, the voice chat. That was one of the big. So when I was researching it, uh, this issue, one of the big things I found was a lot of people agreed that when you hear someone's voice behind a character, that actually kills your immersion. And I always thought that text over a person's head killed my immersion, but I guess I'm <laughs> wrong that way. Um, yeah, a lot of people they think that when you hear the person's voice, I guess because it's because it's so um, there's such a disparity between what their character looks like and how they sound. Well, you know, especially you know if you're me playing a female character, it kind of you know doesn't is, are you saying? Fit, but I, are you saying I think that's sexist. But the point is, people find it immersion breaking. So. Um, and I think that's a, I I don't know if that's a fair complaint or not. So you think uh, Groktar, the orc warlord, does shouldn't sound like a twelve year old? Hey is guys, it? it's me, Groktar. You guys ready to, to <laughs> kill the boss today? No, I'm fine with that. Maybe Groktar, he just he he gets his vocal cords are stepped on as a kid. You don't know what his backstory is. Exactly. It's always a reason. <laughs>
Guys, I think Discord is going to solve this problem for us going forward. I think we're going to see more and more and uh, more RPGs kind of get integrated with Discord in one way or another. And things are bring. I think I think voice in MMORPGs, whether we like it or not, in like ten years, is going to be normalized, where it's always going to be there. Well, like, isn't Xbox uh, when you're online in Xbox, you can always do voice chat? I don't. When I played it back in the day. It was, and so it was PlayStation Three. Yeah. I don't know what it's like anymore. I haven't had a console in a while, so besides the Switch. <laughs> But I think it's going to be normalized one way or another. I think the beauty North is forward. VoIP is going to... Okay, for, I always preferred MMORPGs that were a little slower paced because that downtime between pulls, between activities, you know, running to the next zone for your quest or whatever, that gives you time, mm -hmm. to, time to type. You need, you need that time to type, right? That's your, that's your grooming. You know, you got you to gotta socialize while you're, you know, waiting for mana to fill up. Um, but you, mean, you mean you can't yell motherfucker, motherfucker, motherfucker on your voice? <laughs> but but I, th I think voice <laughs> voice will allow the gameplay to speed up and still maintain that grooming aspect. Like between pulls, you know, I say five second downtime, you can still talk and and say what you would have said typing for a minute. Um, so I, I do think it's going to be more common. Dude, I'm gonna play a fucking orc barbarian. Just <laughs> <this> voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, I'm Groktar, the male orc barbarian, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna that... fucking kill those kobolds. Pre 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 pubescent male barbarian, or 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 orc. I like it. I like it. Uh, make Groktar, Groktar is a quality. Grok Groktar is gonna stick now, guys. All right. That should that should be like our mascot. Groktar. I like it. I like Groktar. Uh, the MMOs.com mascot is Groktar. It's like a giant male barbarian with like like nibble piercings, and it's like played yeah. by like a ten year old girl. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Get somebody on this, all right? Get someone drawing this mascot right away. Well, if anyone has any opinions about voice chat in chat, oh boy, uh, let oh boy. us know on the post, please. I'm actually really curious to see what our audience thinks because when I looked into this, most forums said they didn't like it at all. Very few people defend the idea of in-game VoIP. So let us but, know. All right, but it just seems so silly if it's optional. Just turn it a toggle it. You know, it's uh, whatever. I see the point. They might eventually become a norm, but. I Personally, I say in ten years it's going to be a norm, regardless. It just—I think that's the way it's going to take us. I could be wrong, but we'll wait in ten years and find out. All right. All right. I'll let you know in ten years. All right. And with that, let's take it to a uh, probably I think the most interesting slash oddball story and conversation of the week. Uh, apparently, South Korea and China are in a spat right now, and in a spat that actually affects uh, video games. So apparently. The U.S. installed missile shield defenses in South Korea against North Korea. And China's like, don't do that. You're going to be able to spy on us with that shit. We don't like that. And next, uh, I mean, not next South Korea wow, did it anyway. Was, that was really the, the worst description. So, okay, I'm, I'm going to take over. So, <laughs> Have, so at basically, it. Have at it. Basically. <laughs> Have at it. North, okay, so North, South Korea sees North Korea as a threat because they've been doing the missile testing recently off the coasts of, like, Japan and, and the Pacific. And um, what happened was the U.S. and South Korea worked together to build a missile system to then allow South Korea def to defend themselves against North Korea. Well, China saw that as a threat to their security, so among all sorts of like travel bans and stuff, they've decided to ban the release of new games made in South Korea in China. So like, if Dungeon Fighter were to come out today it would not be allowed to be released in China. They've just 
canceled all licensing of South Korean games because you'd have to go through the government and follow a bunch of strict regulations, and they can do that. Um, so we don't know what's going to happen with existing games in China that were developed in South Korea. They could eventually revoke their licenses, but for now it just affects new games. And um, what is going to be affected going forward is Lineage 2 Revolution may very well not be allowed to launch in China right now because it's made by Netmarble and other games that are currently scheduled to launch in China. But it doesn't affect the reverse, as far as I'm aware. They're not like going, no, 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 you made your game in China. Just keep it out of South Korea. It's just the other way around. Now, you clearly bought all that U.S. propaganda, right? The glorious Chinese nation clearly has a point, all right? This is a threat to Chinese security and a provoke by the evil West, all right? You know what's a bigger threat to China than those missiles? Those hmm. awful Korean games, you know? Keep them out. <laughs> let's keep let's keep China pure, right? Revelation Online, you know, Moonlight Blade. Then these are some top quality, homegrown, organic games, all right? We don't need they that. Should ban, they should just ban anime. <laughs> <laughs> that's, Moonlight that's... Blade won an Oscar, all right? It happened, all right? They, they're keeping they're keeping China pure. <laughs> but uh, uh, it just seems so silly that they would actually do this. I mean, the, one of the biggest beneficiaries of these big South Korean games in China are local Chinese game publishers. You know, even though Nexon makes Dungeon Fighter Online, for example, that game makes like over close to a billion dollars a year. They share that money in China with the publisher, which is a Chinese company. I mean, Nexon is ne no Korean company or no foreign company is allowed to publish their games by themselves in China. They have to have a Chinese partner. So it seems like they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot with this with this whole deal. I mean, I guess it may hurt South Korea more, but it also hurts the local companies in China. So it's just crazy how missile shields in real life can affect the uh, virtual worlds, right? <laughs> Geopolitics and MMO, free-to-play MMORPGs, guys. So there's a crossover here. <laughs> But you think uh, South Korea will do the same thing, or did, or do you think this is just like pandering no. that's gonna wear off in a couple, uh, like couple months? It'll wear off. It, it it'll probably wear off. Uh, there'll probably be somebody else that causes something. Cough, cough. Uh, <laughs> us. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, I, 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 I don't get funny. the geopolitics of it. <laughs> what I find funnier is that geopolitics affected video games of all industries. Mm -hmm. To uh, it. it to, to be affected by the missile testing, it was video games, and that's what shocked me more than anything else. Mm. Uh, I wonder well, if in the future you'll piss off entire populations by blocking another country's game because you know, that's their form of entertainment. Right. Well, I mean, I, th I think the thing is Dungeon Fighter Online, League of Legends, all those games are some of the top games. So if you, if you put, take into account that Dungeon Fighter Online is in there, I think the Chinese government is well aware that it hurts the South Korean oh, yeah. economy. Cut it out. I think. I think what's what's more is that it kind of shows how big uh, video gaming has gotten. Mm -hmm. The fact that it's getting affected by these things, just like just scope. And, I mean, they specifically targeted uh, video games too. It's like they could have been like, "All right, no consumer electronics from there, no Samsung dishwashers." No, they said freaking video games. Gaming is a big deal now, man. I mean, look at this beautiful uh, Maple Story Two video. I mean, the poor, the poor Chinese kids are gonna be missing out on this because I think this is scheduled to launch there, so it might, you know, impact timing of that. Well, I mean, they missed a big chance there. I hear that Samsung TVs can turn into listening devices, so I mean, if they banned them, they have no excuse seven. to not. <laughs> <listen> to... 
They're missing you, out. Are you, are you scared of the brutal kangaroo? <laughs> no, you're scared. Of... You, guys, you guys know about brutal kangaroo? No. no. Fill us in, Fill us in. The, the projects for the, the, the flying thing. What, yeah, what a you know, name! The, the, the one with the the one with this, the the TV's listening was Weeping Angel, and then there was one called Brutal Kangaroo. <laughs> Brutal Kangaroo, or the one where your microwave turns into a camera. <laughs> 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 I heard about that. That's the least intimidating <laughs> code name ever. Brutal Kangaroo Operation Brutal oh, wait, Kangaroo. Wait, wait. Okay, let, let, let me. It's a very frail mission. Alright, Brutal Kangaroo was um, a malware created by the CIA to infiltrate computers that run Windows by infecting parts of the disk drive. Similar programs wow. described include efforts to hide malware as uh, JPEG and ping files. So watch out for those MMOs.com screenshots. Oh, <laughs> real, real <laughs> we, we do use JPEG though, better compression. So. Didn't, didn't yeah, they say like, like every Skype conversation is recorded as well? They, they 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 transfer the Skype conversations to text, transcribe it, and they store that. Dude, they, ha they have the best fucking CIA code names. It's fucking Weeping Angel, Brutal Kangaroo, Fine Dining, Hammer Drill, Harpy Eagle, and Cutthroat and Swindle. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna put you guys in the spot. I want I want you guys to all come up with your own CIA code names. All right. Oh, all right. That's a good one. All right. Laughing Tiger. What? Lame. <laughs> Is that like a confused? Native American name or something? Laughing Tiger? I got a better one. Burnt Pasta. Burnt Pasta's bad not bad. Wolf. I like Burnt Pasta. Bad Wolf? Alright. How do you burn pasta? He's <laughs> a small dicked orc. Small dick. <laughs> Ooh, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be White Weeb, alright? It's my uh, white weeb. code name. This is White Weeb. <laughs> Wait, are Weebs anything else? Let's not dig too far into it, alright? I'm White Weeb. <laughs> WW, alright? White Weeb checking in. Yeah, watch this Maple Story video it makes me get hype again for this game. It's actually a really different MMORPG. Like, we always kind of harp on we've seen so many Korean grinders and everything's kind of the same. But Maple Story 2 is actually like so different. If you haven't played it yet, I think it's worth checking out just for like to see how different it is on the Korean version alone. But I'm really hoping this comes out here because I think this has more potential in America than it does in uh, Korea because of all the creative elements. Do we have um, any news about it? Uh, the oh. most recent news again was a few months ago. They hired a producer, and actually, Nexon's hiring a lot more people. But it, there's no, you know, word if that means anything because they're not saying specifically for Maple Story Two. I think yeah. the last time they hired a producer for Maple Story Two, they didn't. They probably accidentally mentioned it was for Maple Story Two because they usually put these job listings out with like without any specifics. So, but they've, they've been hiring more people on the uh, Nexon America Studio. So maybe uh, that could that could bode well for the game. I think we're gonna hear something for sure by the end of this year. I mean, either it's just never going to happen, we might hear that, or we're going to hear some kind of date on it. All right. But this game uh, is adorable. Who knew I that? I'm uh, not bet against you on that. I also think, I bet we know something by summer. The, mm -hmm. the biggest... Wait, we put some bets? We're going to put something on the line here? Yeah, I'll, I'll, put some, I'll, I'll put something on the line. I say we'll, we'll hear something by October, by, by my birthday, okay? October 6th. We're going to hear put this on the some Excel release sheet. date or some kind of close debate, <laughs> some kind of Western announcement. I'm putting it on the Excel sheet. Who wants, to, who wants to take me up on this bet? I'll give, I'll give you. I'll give you three. Fine, we'll put some, all the dates down. Does anyone have a sheet of all the bets that we've made yes. on MMOs? Yeah, yeah, we're doing it now. We, we started keeping track of it somewhat recently. I'll say January of next. All right, January twenty eighteen. Uh, October sixth. Omer and Matt uh, Gumby, you said August. Wow, you are optimistic. Well, I said we hear something. I didn't say release. 
Okay, yeah. This, here's this is a here something. This is a here something story. Fine. Guaranteed Gumby just like. It's been out in China. It's been in closed beta in China for like a year or so. Guaranteed Gumby just put something up on August, like, uh, just like a rumor he makes up on his own. <laughs> <laughs> so the sources close to the issue say that it, it, an announcement is imminent later this Industry year. Industry sources suggest that Maple Story 2. There's, there's an art around making up rumors, okay? If you, if you keep something vague enough, you're just allowed to make up your own news. And, like, nobody's going to call bullshit on it. So just keep that in mind, guys. So that's a pro-journalistic tip. Vague, unverifiable rumors. I've got a pretty good rumor. Buzz. Yeah, what, what's your rumor, Gumby? Uh, my rumor is uh, StarCraft might be getting remastered. Wait, where oh. you, is this real? This is real. It's a real rumor, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't reported by... Is Austin. this real? It's a real rumor. <laughs> it was reported by Sports Seoul, a South Korean esports website, and then it was picked up by Team Liquid. Uh, so yeah, it's real. Apparently at BlizzCon 2016, and this is where it kind of gets fishy. Uh, apparently at BlizzCon 2016, Blizzard basically took aside uh, people who work in esports, sportscasters, I guess teams, etc., and and basically told them that StarCraft was getting remastered, <laughs> which sounds really weird. And that's a part that's the part that makes me skeptical because why would they say uh, anything at all? Uh, but basically, and this isn't the, is the first time we heard this. This is actually the second time we've heard something about a StarCraft remastered. Uh, but basically, it would just be StarCraft, except with higher resolutions. Same exact game. Whether or not it actually happens, I don't know. But the the Sports Soul reports that we'll know something uh, the next week, uh, next week or the week after that. Uh, basically, Blizzard is going to make the announcement from South Korea. Which, if it's if this is all true, it basically means, if it's true, it means that Blizzard plans on trying to make this into the next big esport, uh, probably bigger than StarCraft Two, I guess. Is what they're banking on. So, I mean, yeah. My question is, why didn't they say something sooner if they decided? It's not like they just said, oh, hey, you guys can't say anything until the week of yeah, March it's very 12th. Odd. It's right. like, the whole thing is weird, but um, if they were to do it, I, I said it in private chat earlier, but like my prediction is that the only reason that they'd be doing it is that the StarCraft esports scene in Korea continues to like survive, <laughs> and they'd be bringing it up to date with their like modern netcode and their modern battle.net platform whatever the fuck they're going to re rename it to whenever they rename it um and <laughs> it just would overall work better on modern hardware so that the esports scene can continue to live mm -hmm. like that's the only reason i can see that they'd do it like i mean age of empires 2 it got the hd version but like i i don't see any reason that blizzard would go back and remaster starcraft without like bringing it up to their actual modern standards unless they just want the esports scene to thrive fun fact if you look at the data uh starcraft is still doing quite well in south korea i mean number one game there is league of legends number two is overwatch and sudden attack and fifa and then starcraft is sitting at number five above dungeon of dungeon fighter online above Lineage, but again, these are popularity numbers, so I'm sure they're monetizing way better on Lineage. Uh, Blade and Soul, World of Warcraft, and Warcraft 3, according to Game Tricks. Wow. Game metrics. It's, it's metrics. Game metrics. I think StarCraft 1, or Brood War, has a lot of life left in it. If, like uh, Matt said, it was kind of... If the engine was refreshed to work with, you know, current uh, systems, hardware, mm. netcode, they don't have to really have to add anything, you know? <laughs> Uh, By the uh, way, uh, Erhan, this includes Brood War. It's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brood War. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I assume that would be the case. Uh, honestly, I thought I thought StarCraft One was a much more uh, fun game. Uh, I, I played two. 
a pretty fair amount uh, during season one and two and stuff. But I really felt StarCraft one. I think StarCraft two was kind of a letdown. I think a lot of people um, felt that way at the end. It's just because everyone was so used to StarCraft one. Really, they just want to keep playing what they like, you know. Yeah. Uh, they played, but they played. It wasn't like they played so different. Like I feel like in two, the units grouped much easier. So like it was uh, rock paper scissors, and then in StarCraft one, it was more micro uh, required. Yeah. So so it's 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 more like a. People liked it for the mechanical skill. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I see. I think the first one was a lot faster, too. Yeah. Uh, here's a good question. If this is true, could we see a remastered Warcraft 3? Oh. No. That'd sure. be great. I love Warcraft 3. Those custom maps? I Besides custom maps. I, I actually I I enjoyed the, the campaign a lot in Warcraft 3. That's, I played that more than anything else. Same with StarCraft. I think we'll see Warcraft Four before Warcraft Three make out. Really? Uh, remake. Yeah. That that's quite. Yeah, that's kind of a funny thing to say because that means neither's happening. So. <laughs> did you guys watch the Warcraft movie? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Just think of it. Sure. Did you know I have a video review on the channel of the Warcraft? Movie? Wait, you do? Gumby's trying to be I a movie did. critic. <laughs> that, no, that's I, gave, I gave up life. after that one. Dude, dude yeah. Gumby, l listen to that voice. That, that Gumby voice. That's a really good movie critic voice. Okay. If only I wasn't so lazy. I listened to it. <laughs> he looks like a movie critic. Look at the little bubble. Look at the mm. bubble, guys. <laughs> if I've learned anything from TV, the only criticism that sounds smart is shallow and pedantic. Shallow are... and pedantic. <laughs> I know that reference, man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. The, for the Warcraft movie, the only thing I think we talked quite a bit about it when it first came out, but just the the, the Ragnar guy's acting—he played Ragnar in that Vikings thing. It was uh, he oh. gave he, he looks he sounded like he gave no fucks, literally zero. All the, all the humans were they phoned in their their uh, their roles. The orcs were the best part. The whole movie should have just been about orcs. That's all they needed. <laughs> yep. I I thought that the movie was mostly like for people that played like Warcraft. It was like, if you didn't actually play those games, there's like no appreciation for that movie at all. Mm. You know? it, was, it, was all, it was fan service. That's what it was. I'm trying to find some more uh, rumors that we can talk about out of curiosity now. Uh, Apparently there were uh, re recently layoffs at uh, Perfect... By well, recently, I mean last month, all right? There were some layoffs at uh, Perfect World and Tryon. Not sure how those two are connected, but there were layoffs at both companies. Illuminati confirmed? Okay, gotcha. And were there, well, don't we have a real uh, story about Nexon employ some some streamlines? Yeah, people, people some people lost their jobs at Nexon America. They so did. Nexon fired six people apparently, which is doesn't seem like a lot, but it's they they fire some people. You know, you know what's funny? They tried to mask it. That's the most funny part. So six people in Nexon America, right? Yeah. And then they phrase it as saying it's less than one percent of their global workforce. Well, we're not talking about their global workforce. We're talking about Nexon America. Like, why are they bringing up their? <laughs> I, I, I thought that was funny. That seems kind of that's, that is funny that they say that because Nexon America is such a small part of their of their work. I mean, most of their employees are going to be in you know Korea. South Korea most yeah. likely. How many how many people do you work in Nexon? The whole thing or America? The whole thing. The whole thing. Take a guess, Look, guys. Quiz time. Whoever can guess the number of Nexon employees worldwide wins a <laughs> uh, wins a prize. Hmm. We'll go around the table. Aaron, you Aaron, Sean, Gumby, Shoe. That's the order. Go around. I'll say... Wow, you forgot me. Thanks. 800. And Matt. Alright. 800, huh? Sean? 
Oh me? Uh, I'll go. I'll go big. I'll say four thousand. I said match you, didn't I, Matt? I, I think I got you. Was no, it my you turn? Didn't. My turn? Go ahead, shoot. All right. Uh, hey Google. No, no, stop cheating. Stop cheating. <laughs> no, no, you can't ask Alexa. <laughs> People in the chat are guessing too. Uh, I'm gonna. Are we doing prices right rules or? Yeah, yeah prices right rules, of course. Right, if, you, if you overshoot it, you're done, though. Who, who, who put the highest? Who put the Me. I said 4,000. 4,000. Piece of shit. One. Okay. <laughs> Matt? Uh, 1,100. Okay, number was 5,033. So wow. Who wins by one-upping one uh, Gumby's guess? By cheating, guess. by cheating. <laughs> by totally cheating. No, that, that's a valid strat. That's a valid oh, strat, right? We have right? some. We have some. Uh, usually said five thousand thirty-three. He totally googled it. There's no way he guessed it exactly. Are you oh, kidding? What are the odds? He got it perfectly. You're all thirty 5, cheaters in here. <laughs> We're on to you guys. There should be a reality TV show called Google It, where you see how fast people can get answers by Googling. Oh, I'm sure it's done. Like a Google race, basically, like a relay race. It has, so you Google something, done. then the next guy Google something. <laughs> 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 All right. Actually, before we get too far into other new stuff, we actually we should talk about what we played for uh for Friday Grindfest. We played some of the Exile. It's Grindfest Friday. You know, I'm never gonna Grindfest get there. Grindfest Friday. I know. I don't understand. <laughs> okay, here's the thing that drives me mad. One of the videos, it literally says on the title Grindfest Friday or Friday Friday Grindfest on the title. But the mm -hmm. image says Grindfest Friday. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how did you mess that up? It was right in front of you. <laughs> we, we like to keep people, like to keep people on their toes. What it makes it more exciting. Well, what, what did, I wasn't around for Friday. I've been uh, fairly busy. So what did you guys play? Tell me about what you played. Because I'm sure you out. missed out on this gem as well. Oh, yeah? I'll let Aaron take it away. Aaron's the most passionate about this game. All right, this really? game, th yes, yes. This game was trying to be one of those open pvp mmorpgs with a hardcore it's not about grinding it's about you know pvp um so it's got full loot uh it's got open pvp everywhere including town which is interesting what is this game called by the way you didn't it, even tell it's called the exiled previously known as das tal like das tal valley yes in german this game is built on unity and it's been in development for over what three years now four years now wow and we played it it's just got a seven-day free trial, after which it costs twenty bucks, uh, which is pretty steep. Twenty bucks you get too much. a seven-day free trial. That's nice. Yes. The problem, though, is nobody plays it. There's four servers, uh, you know, America, Europe, Brazil, whatever, and there were perhaps eleven people on, counting us four when we or us three when we played it. So, for an open PvP game with you know no real grinding, no real you know quests or anything to do, it was it's basically dead in water before it even came out. Oh, that's. It's, it is unfortunate. They, I think they. Oh, there are zero people playing right now. Zero. <laughs> it's still in early access. It's not even really out yet. Uh, after all that development, uh, it's it's really a shame. I think they took on too much. They tried to make it too niche of a game. And interestingly, they took money from the government of uh, Bavaria in Germany. The state of Bavaria funded this game. Um, I don't really think there's a place for. Uh, let's say uh, governments who have to deal with you know people who are dying from cancer and shit to, to worry about video games but you know this is what happens <laughs> this is what happens when money's diverted <laughs> to uh, so uh, i just want to know that i know no one's playing but i mean was the core vision uh good or or you know 
Vision. I, I'm, I'm watching this video and I just see you guys grinding. You know, you know what this is? This is this is this is what happens when like four guys who admittedly have talents. The, the art is pretty unique. It's good looking. The con, you know, the ideas are good. So it's, it's a couple guys with good ideas and good talent. They got together and they just threw everything on the wall. So there was no reason for this to be an MMO or you know, just do like a arena fighter um, with skills and stuff. Mm. Like why why make it 100% PVP? Where then it relies on you know actually having players, not zero. You know, to, to give you guys some context too on that, because the way the the skill system worked, I mean, it, you can gain levels, but grinding and leveling is not the main purpose of the game. Basically, from level one, you're basically almost the same strength as if you were level thirty, level forty. Your strength really doesn't change per level. The only thing that really changes is your ability to upgrade your abilities and to actually unlock more slots for your ability, like, to actually equip more abilities at once. So that that's the only thing that really changes and upgrades. To your abilities as well as upgrades to your gear are very incremental and the only gear you can upgrade is your your, your armor and your weapon and they get very incremental upgrades so people level one can still kill higher level players so the actual and more pg component of leveling and progress it didn't seem to add much value but the, the core combat itself and skills were interesting which is why my brother said it would make some more sense as a simple it doesn't it didn't have to be an mrpg if this played like battle right it would have made more sense it, it would have made more sense because they don't have the player base to even think about making it what they want it to be, but it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, you, so it just seemed really silly. You need hundreds of players concurrently for it to work the way they want, and it's really sad. And the reason I care so much about this one is because it ticks so many boxes for me. You know, the isometric view, the 2D kind of style, the action RPG feel. Um, there's no the skill-based progression. You know, you depending on what weapon you're using or armor you're using, you get different skills. So it's not based on grinding out those skills, which I think is you know. I, I, I think the, the leveling paradigm is it's overplayed now. So it ticked a lot of boxes, but perhaps it ticked too many boxes, you know, <laughs> for one, one game. Mm -hmm. So it just, it just didn't come together. Sad. I think, I think this uh, raises a broader issue. And I think the Nexon CEO actually mentioned this in the interview we talked about last week. That there's too many game studios kind of vying to make a product. And honestly, just look at all the choice we have today. There are so many MMORPGs. Like, just in the MMORPG arena, forget MMOs. Like, there are so many MMORPGs trying to compete. And honestly, the market just cannot fill it all. There's just an absurd amount of games. You know, if you go to go on Steam, go to the free-to-play section and start browsing the free-to-play MMORPG section. Just on Steam alone, you'll find so many games. Like, there's, the, the, the talent that worked on this game would have been better off working elsewhere. I mean... Like, these guys that made this game, they, they couldn't make what they wanted. Like, they should just end up working at Nexon or some other company and then put their talents to use elsewhere. I mean, instead of having like a thousand shitty games, it's better off that we get less studios and we get more quality games. I'm going to disagree with you at one point there. I don't think their talents better served at a bigger studio because these guys got a vision. I think what Aaron said was probably closer to the point that they should have, they should have put their walls up uh, smaller scale. They should have done something more similar to Battle Right, something where it's just an arena rather than a big open world MMO. Um, just because it's so much harder to pull off, and also to attract the player base. I, th I think the core problem with it, this is going to be a really specific thing. They wanted to create kind of a fair environment that was an open PvP world with a lot of clan and guild war. Um, our clan war activities and territory wars, but it that was kind of fair and that there was no grind. So like if you die, you have the ability to continue to play even without like grinding up gear and stuff. And 
the problem is how do you do that without being like planet side you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you, you can't just throw a bunch of resources have no mobs and just say go fight each other you know what i mean it, it's it's not going to work well unless you're very very clear about what it is and planet side it works because planet side is a shooter but this is not a shooter it's an mmorpg um it's it's a very different set of requirements even like fantasy earth zero which was very pvp focused even if it had a very small pve element it had a pve mm-hmm. element so the problem is it's not really that they're not doing what they want to do it's just what they want to do is very hard to do right do you understand what i'm saying yes yes too yes and i think you guys give them a little too much credit i mean some of the core like design choices were just outright bad i mean literally walking up to a meteorite clicking on it and it says defend the meteorite for five minutes and these stupid uh, eggs pop up around you for five minutes you just stand there poking eggs with, uh, eggs <laughs> with a stick for five full minutes well, and then you, you get like to do that to upgrade your gear you do yeah, but in an ideal world where there are more players... In an ideal world, you don't have to play this game either, you know? Oh, It's not a fun element. Let me earn my gear in like something more, in a more interesting way. I will say... Anything can be more interesting than this. There's Go actually... Ahead. I have a bigger problem. For, I gave them some credit for being talented, and I, I did read some of their dev blogs, and, you know, it seemed like they knew what they were doing in terms of, like... Yeah. Make, you, know, like you know, like in the commercials when you see people open up the, the, the like, Unreal Engine or whatever, or, like, the rendering uh, program, like Maya, and, like... It, it looks like they know what they're doing, right? They're spinning things around. There's like drop-down menus. So it looked, yeah. like, it looked like they knew what they were doing. But with that said, when I played this, uh, when we played this, there were lag issues. With 11 people on a server, there were lag issues. So clearly, they didn't know how to do the online part of it. Because if, if it was that bad with 11 people, uh, it, it, it wouldn't have worked with 100. If they, had, if they had the group they wanted, the servers would have just imploded. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think... I, I think still, so many of these indie games divert resources from being better utilized elsewhere. I don't think there's room in the market for so many indie games. I mean, there's not, I have nothing wrong with indie gaming, but when you're trying to make MMORPGs especially, where the cost is a lot higher, the complexity is higher, it's so many resources end up getting sucked away that could have been done elsewhere. You know, it'd be a real shame for you know if like something like Star Citizen didn't happen after all that promise because. Basically, Star Citizen was able to raise all that money, $140 million, and they sucked away developers, designers, artists, musicians, everything, right? That would have that, Those resources would have been used elsewhere and have been tied up with Star Citizen for like four years now, right? So if that game didn't come out, it would be a shame. And I think because we have so many indie studios, all that talent is being kind of, you know, held at their own studio, and if, if it doesn't, and if it ends up being a flop, we've seen so many of these games, MMORPGs especially, right? I think indies have done tremendous on other platforms, other genres, <laughs> but I don't think they have a great record with MMORPGs. Yeah, but the 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 great thing about a free market is that's their choice. Of course, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I don't th- I don't think they should be disallowed from doing that. I just think it's a shame for consumers that they've they've chosen that because we get ultimately uh, the resources get wasted ultimately. Those are resources that aren't guaranteed to have been available to other projects. I mean, those, yeah, of course they're, unless the guy's going to sit home all day. You think if, 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 he, if he didn't work on this game, these guys would just go into the forest and live by themselves? As, That's uh, what I'm saying. I'm saying that the, like, the money they got and the resources they got would not have been guaranteed. No, their time, their time. Their human capital. Yeah, but that's only one resource. <laughs> okay, but that resource of their talent, of their human talent, would have literally had to go, unless he was already rich and everyone would just sit home all day. That's fine. But otherwise, he literally would have been working somewhere else and there'd be more stuff out of it. Is the only thing I was trying to say. 
Yeah? Here, here. I, I, this is, I don't think this one was, uh, was iffy. Poor, I feel bad for the government of Bavaria. They, they, get, got, they got gypped. They're not getting their money back on this one. But uh, if, you want, if they want to give more money away, maybe they can uh, hit me up and I'll, I'll make them a game too. Billion dollars. Actually, speaking of making games, guys, last week we talked about MMOs.com potentially licensing and relaunching an MMORPG. We talked about a few games and we had difficulty finding uh, games to get back to us. I, I, I tried reaching out to the guys that made Secret of the Solstice, an old Ragnarok clone. I reached out to uh, the guys that made Trinium Wars and a bunch of other games just to see if somebody would reply to me. I tried to get Neo Steam as well because like, I figure if Suba Games and Red Fox are launching all these dead games, maybe at most.com can uh, you know, throw a lowball offer of like a thousand bucks and get the code license, the, the server code and the games, game code, and we could run the game ourselves. No luck on those responses. However, we got, a, we got an email back. Somebody heard the podcast, okay? Because we got an email from a Russian developer. The guys behind Sphere 3 Enchanted World, all right, I'm going to give you the Steam page for this right now, asked us if we want to publish their game. They, they, they were looking for North American publishers. Is it, so, it's, I, already, it's already on Steam? It's already on Steam, though. So what, what do we get if we got it? Maybe maybe you're going to give us, the, who knows, maybe we'll run the Steam shit, too. Who knows? I played this. I was, played this. Yeah, you made a video for it, right? Yeah, it was... It what was, do you think of this game? Go ahead, give, your, give a one-word review, please. One word. Okay, can, can, can I get four? Mm, I'm a little disappointed. For each word, you lose points. Go fine, ahead, give me fine, four. Fine. Better than the exile. <laughs> <laughs> or because it's functional, you know? It was like it was like it was a generic like black experience, but like you can level up, you can kill some mobs. It was all a cohesive experience, all right? Whereas killing eggs for five minutes was not cohesive at all in the exile. What are the odds these guys would reach out to us and be like, hey, you want to publish our game? Like, it's so odd that we have, you know, they've been out for, I think, about a year or so, if not more. But a better question, guys. Have you guys heard of the glorious Sphere franchise? Because this is the third game in the franchise. Yeah, apparently. no, I heard about it ages ago. It's just, it's, it's much more popular in Russia than it was here. What's, what's that first one called? Sphere? Is there a sphere, subtitle? Yeah, Sphere. It's just. No, no, it starts with Sphere 2. <laughs> Sphere Online, and then Sphere 2 had some sort of subtitle, but I can't remember. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't know to reply to the guy. I kind of asked him like some more information. He didn't get back to me yet. But it's I, I just don't see. Dude, the goal was to get one of these games for on the cheap. So I think this guy's gonna want more money because it's uh, it's a game that's currently available, which is why we were kind of reaching out for dead games. Well, just tell him our budget. Our budget's a thousand bucks. I'll, I'll, I'll give him I'll, full, I'll we got full rights in North America. I want yeah, complete. <laughs> I want global rights, right? I want everything. You're not getting Russian rights. It's a pretty yeah, obviously so, franchise. The Russia. goal is if we, if we get a dead game, uh, we you know we can kind of just like have fun with it, have like uh, relaunch it, make the cash up like basically free. Maybe not free because we gotta make some moolah off you guys, obviously. But uh, <laughs> maybe give everybody like free cash up credits every week. Wouldn't that be cool if like. It just gave everyone like ten bucks for the cash up currency every week, and then everything on top of that you can you can you can spend money. Like, on. Like, Obviously, no real game will do that, right? Like an allowance. I, yeah, like an allowance. They'll just send us uh, patches untranslated, and we'll have to get someone to localize them. Oh no, we'll just put them up in uh, in, in Russian, all right? Let people learn Russian on the way. Be, no, no, be, no. <laughs> I would do it. I would Google translate it, and I would write it. I would just rewrite the whole thing. Yeah. I, would, I would enjoy doing that. All right, there we go. Gummy is volunteer to uh, do it. But it's gonna be very sensual. Yeah. So, you know. 
I love sensual dialogue in my MMORPGs, which is why, what was that game? Twin, Twin Saga, Saga. Had, the, had the best, best dialogue. dialogue of all time. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> Gobble, what do you think of this game? You said uh, you said you've played it too? Uh, can I use two words? You, you, well, you're the, you're the word setter, so you can use as many as you like. You're the wordsmith. Have at it. Okay, here we go. Not great. <laughs> all right. Not, not great. All right, guys, guys, do I hear Sunday Funday and Chance of the World or Grindfest Friday? No, 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 not doing it. Oh my god, <laughs> guys! But look at the look at the look at that about this game on Steam. It's got more than a thousand quests. Wow, wow. We actually have a full review for this game. I'm like afraid of doing any sort of um, mm -hmm. any sort of Grindfest with you guys because you guys picked the most two games. Wow, <laughs> it's misunderstood. It's misunderstood, obviously, all right? I don't know. Bless wasn't Duke. Yeah, Bless was, Bless, Bless was pretty fun, actually. That's true. I have fun with it. Actually, I, I plan to do another, um, another video for that eventually. Probably a second look. But, uh, all right, if you guys... I, I'm going to bring up another fun uh, topic. I, I, got, I got one, America. Have at it, have at it. Take it. Ha have you guys seen that uh, MMO, the VR one? VR MMORPG? There's a bunch. Started. Which one? Orbis. Orbis. Okay, Orbis. Get, get, uh, get me a key. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait, that's right. what? Oh my god. That, that that's a great topic, right? Sure. I'll, I'll send him an email. All right. I'll give him a from the official omerdemos.com and ask for a key. I'll all look right, you up. So I, I guess real quick, I'll just divert us to uh, PlayStation Now is going to soon let you stream PS4 games, which for those who don't know means that. If you would like to, you can stream PS4 games to your PC because they have a Windows client. Which means that, potentially, if uh, Activision ends up choosing to do so, you might be able to play uh, Destiny on your PC through PlayStation Now. Destiny on I, PC I confirmed. No, actually. I actually use that service. Yep. Destiny it, it on actually... PC. <laughs> It actually works on the TV too. You don't even need the PlayStation. Like my my TV has a PlayStation Now option that you can connect like a controller to. Really, like a, like a smart a Sony TV? TV, isn't it? Yeah, a smart TV. Huh. It's a Sony I get smart TV. I'm actually spied on by that brutal kangaroo. You know, <laughs> the brutal kangaroo. You mean brutal kangaroo? Should get it right. <laughs> but but yeah, like a like our new TV has that option, or it just has PlayStation built in, and you just connect a controller somehow. I don't know how it works, but Magnets. Yeah. There's a magnet yeah, in your key on keypad, now. and there's one inside your TV. The, the polarities mix, and it works. Some of some of the some of the games are super duke, and some of them are super good. It's like really polarized. It's like either super duke or super good. Well, that, that describes most games. There's really, I mean, I feel like most games I play are either super duke or super good. There's usually a little in the middle. All right, I want to take it to a, a fun issue that kind of uh, nagged me this last week. Uh, Overwatch rankings. You guys know how I feel about rankings, right? Yeah, your ranking is like shit now. Well, <laughs> Too I, many people in the Duke. All right, so I, I wrote I wrote an article which unfortunately it was pretty poorly timed because uh, they did release official statistics pretty shortly, uh, right around this time. And I wrote that Overwatch dumbed down. Eighty-one percent of players are placed in gold or higher. Which I was basing it off of uh, MasterOverwatch.com data, and I compared season two to season four, and they basically made uh, they dumbed down the higher tiers, made it much easier to get into. But I feel like we live in an upside down world when 
if you're at the bottom, like, if you're like the, like the 29th percentile, right? You're like well below average. We're talking like down yonder, right? You get a 29, the 29th percentile player. If you get, if you're getting a gold medal for that performance, what the hell is wrong with this world? We live in too much of a PC world where we're where we're where we're where Tracer is uh, gay and Symmetra is autistic and everyone's getting gold medals. Is, is, oh, the, is what? I'm going to say the same thing that I said when they made this change. You're fixating too much on the name. But those names <laughs> exist okay, outside of Overwatch. But gold is the third to last one. It is still the third to last. Yes. It is literally just the third to last. It's just a name. It's not the Olympics. It's a competitive ranking in a game that anyone can play. Anyone can get into that competitive ranking and play it. It's, it's not the Olympics. Matt, I'm with you mostly, but I will give Omar this one. Uh, as one bone, they they chose these names for a reason, right? They didn't they didn't make it like uh, a set, like, you know, like uh, what's it called? Adamantium League. Yeah, like, like, what a Counter Strike. Counter Strike has yeah. like double eagle, like a uh, triple eagle. I don't know, some bullshit, right? I don't even know what they are. But uh, they chose gold here because it's something easy to relate to, and and people, you know, new players, new gamers, it's, yeah, it's have meaning a, outside the game have a rather you know connection to those to these words, and you know. If you look at the comparison, like where, you know, League is another comparison of a very popular online game that uses a very similar ranking system. They have bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond. So basically the first five ranks are all the same. Actually the first, and then they have master as well. So basically the exact same rankings, right? Up to grandmasters. They're, they're all the same. So the way it works in League is it's completely different. It's very bottom heavy. League is basically told their audience that we don't give a shit about making you feel good about yourself. So we're not going to give everybody gold medals. To be gold in League, you have to be top 25% of players in the game to get gold. And everyone is basically shoved into bronze and silver. Which I think is a more intellectually honest... It is! When, when, when you're, when you, I think Blizzard has built an image of coddling their players and making them feel good. Which is why we give everybody gold medals. Which is why Tracer's gay. Which is why uh, is autistic, apparently. This whole inclusive feeling that Blizzard has built around their Overwatch, it just, it's nonsense. It's just silly and it's intellectually dishonest with their audience. Look, if I'm playing Mercy only and I'm only using my pistol because I'm a retard and I place the gold, and I don't know, but most people don't know the rankings, by the way. Let's be real. Most people are not looking up the rank distributions, right? So they might think, hey, I got gold playing only Mercy and only using my pistol. Healing's for suckers. Clearly, the game is telling me I'm great at this game because I got gold. I'm not going to change my strategy because it's working. In reality, it's not working. But he's got a gold medal and he thinks it's working. Or almost triggered. This is Overwatch is like the PC version of gaming. You know, there's like all these female characters, like Zarya is like this buff, you know, chick. Uh, you know, got some we got some disabled people like Symmetra. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing too. Look, people are saying that making people feel better is not necessarily bad. Look, I think it is bad because you're actually hurting your you're stifling your players' growth. When you tell them they're all doing great, right? You're a gold player, keep but at it, not boss. Doing great. It's all relative and you have But to you don't know the relative, Matt. That's their problem. That is literally their problem. If they think that gold isn't the third from the last and that it's nearly at the top, then that's their problem. But it's Blizzard nothing is... for you to... Yes, they're, you mislead... they're misleading them. That's misleading <laughs> that's by... That's for Blizzard to do, though. Overwatch is my safe space. I'm a, I'm a gold player, Omar, please. please yeah, I'm, I'm, gold. Not, I'm, I'm not saying Blizzard can't do that. This is an inclusive feeling. Blizzard is doing it because it's keeping people playing, which makes them money. Off of microtransactions. But here's what where I think you're talking about. Matt, Matt, here's where I think you're completely wrong. Look at League. 
pushing their players in bronze and silver. And by the way, a league makes multiples of the money Overwatch does okay, without coddling their players. But here's the thing. That's two different companies approaching how to make money in two different ways. Yes, and I'm arguing that their method is superior, and Blizzard's making a grave mistake by thinking their players need to be coddled. Here's, here's what I think is a pretty indisputable fact. My, my, let's see if you guys agree with me. I think most people don't give a shit that Tracer's gay or that Symmetra's autistic. <laughs> these, these are values Blizzard has that I don't think anyone gives a shit about. They enjoy wait, wait, the game because it's fun. Symmetra's autistic? Is that real? Yeah, that's real. It's yes, real. It's, it's, real. Real. it's confirmed. Wait, what? Okay. <laughs> She doesn't even seem like what? what? She's, she, doesn't, she doesn't talk much. <laughs> Don't she's assume she has her mental state. He's autistic. What she goes? She goes setting up turret, teleporter online. She's, like, she's talking to herself. She's not socially engaged. <laughs> you wait, shouldn't wait, see wait, that gumball. She's That's talking to herself. Whatever. Shoot. 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 As a, as an Overwatch player, do you do you give two shits that Symmetra's gay or that Tracer Tracer's gay and Symmetra's autistic? I don't care personally. Guys, I enjoy the game for the, the fun. All right, here's the thing though. In, uh, in Overwatch's defense, I think it's perfectly fine. Remember, Overwatch isn't just the game. Overwatch, uh, since its inception, has been about building this universe that exists not just in the game but as a comic book series. I imagine one day we're gonna get a TV show, considering how successful it is. I don't mind the character building. I think it's just fine. It doesn't change how the game is played. I think that's great. You know, and it's interesting because we have never gotten a, a major character before like this. And that's what makes it interesting. That's what people are talking about it. Does it change how you play the game or me? No, not it, at all. I think it most people don't care. It doesn't change anything about the <laughs> gameplay, but it, but, oh, I'm it, sorry, adds, it, it, it just adds to like just having different kinds of characters. And I think that's what makes... The character is interesting, really. Yeah, I, I actually think it's fun. I think it's fun that they... I mean, I'm, I don't mean it for, like... I think it's just fun because it's novel. You know? And, you know, who cares? All right. You know, if you're focusing on gameplay, of course it's not going to change anything. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> what, but are they going to have, like, a fucking person, gay gun? <laughs> look, if there's one person out there who's, like, excited now to play Symmetra... Then, then I'm glad because you know I like Symmetra personally, and I always have. But she has always been underrepresented, underrepresented when I played. At least I don't know if, if that buff actually made her viable or not. But well, I think I think it's cool. I wonder what they're going to do with Winston. Then is Winston like you know? Winston has AIDS. He's actually Harambe. Winston is he's a, Harambe's brother. He's patient he's literally zero. Literally Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. So the moral of the story. Is that Omer doesn't like that people in gold can say, "Oh, well, I'm gold," and he wants no, them to feel bad about why. themselves. No, you're, you're completely wrong. You're missing my Matt, Just... you're missing. No, no, you're missing my point. I want to emphasize it again because you missed it, Matt. When somebody is told they're a gold player, they are being misled. The wrong signal. Your rating is a signal by Blizzard, by the game company, telling you if what you're doing is right or wrong. If it's working, it's not working. If, and most people don't know the rank distribution, and it's not fair to assume everybody will know the rank distributions. Especially the people on the gold and lower tier, they don't know the rank distributions. The higher you are, the more you care about your rank, the more you look it up. So if somebody's playing horribly, and he's, he's doing something objectively bad, like playing pistol-only Mercy, and he's getting a gold rating, the game is signaling what you're doing is working, when it's clearly not working. But he doesn't realize that if he's bottom 29th percentile, he's still gold rated. So I'm saying Blizzard is doing a disservice to its players. That's I'm all I'm saying. To, I'm actually gonna have to agree with Omer on this one. It's literally not signaling anything, just a name. It, it 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 is it is signaling something though because it it it's like not only is it demeriting de like what people have achieved like by playing better, like like Omer said, it's it's giving you positive feedback like 
I'm bad it, place. It, it doesn't. It doesn't give you room to improve. Like you, you know what I'm saying. It's like it. The wrong signals are being sent to you. And gold yeah. has contact. Whether you, whether you realize that gold does mean something, Matt, because so many games use gold as a me as a benchmark for a rating, not just Overwatch. If Overwatch exists in a vacuum and there was no other video games that used a rank system, I agree 100% with you, Matt. If but okay, that, so, that's a big so caveat. If, okay, so what if you call it gold, double gold, triple gold, quadruple gold, no. quintuple gold? No, if you don't what? use the word gold, the gold, gold. league is gold one two three four five two. That's not the point. If they I, use their own ranking systems like triple fire. Lightning, whatever they want to use, use the CS:GO ranks, make up their own rank numbers. That's fine. The moment you use gold, silver, I think, I think you're getting hung up on just like a connotation. Like I said, no, if no, people aren't going to look up the if people aren't going to look up the rankings, that is their problem. They can play however they want. I don't see what the problem is. In 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 other in other games though, like they're yeah. they're. This Already? isn't other games, no. though. Oh, Matt, Matt. Yeah, but Matt, you're getting mad. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, 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 Matt, or... Matt, are you telling me? Are you telling me, Matt, that like? That like if if a button if the jump button is 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 A in every game or, or whatever it is, and then Space in another button. game you make it you make it you make that it that literally like, happens all the time. And you know what I do? Is it bad design then, Matt? It's bad design. Yeah, it's not, nobody like, nobody's saying they can't do it. It's awful design. Zelda, the jump button is X. You know what I did? I adapted because that's what you do. You adapt to okay. each individual game because not every designer is going to design something the same way. Well, but the reason you're... why it's designed that way in Zelda is because you need to have faster access to the dash button to, to the yeah. the dodge button right that's that's it's why it's still not a that's my whole point matt 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 if, if, if a door is designed with a doorknob in a certain height and you have one doorknob that's like at, near the ceiling what an awful does that's objectively no, up, bad design up, for a door that is literally every there are doors with the door handles at different heights that's but but they're all within a varying degree, Matt. That's the point. Okay, okay this, is, this, is a, this is a bad uh, analogy. Yeah, back to Overwatch. Back to Overwatch. Back to Overwatch. Take it, take it, look, I, I mostly agree with Matt. Look, they're just titles. It should make no difference to people who play competitive Overwatch. The only people it makes a difference to, and the only people uh, Overwatch was targeting with this, are the casuals who want to feel good. They want to be, hey, I'm gold. And, and, you, Matt, and Matt's saying they're not going to look up uh, what gold means. That's exactly yeah, what, that's exactly what Blizzard wants. It wants it wants a casual retard to uh, feel good as his rank goes up, as the ranks get diluted. So it actually serves two purposes. It makes no difference to real competitive players who are going to go for the high end, right? Because they don't care about labels. They just want the highest rank. And but the guys who want to feel like they're moving up and keep playing the game are going to keep playing now. So I don't, it's a win-win, really. What, what, who loses? I don't understand. I told you we're because the people that want to get better lose. The casuals that want to improve their game lose. All right, all right, I, 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 I'm going to drop a bomb. Ready? If you're in gold right now with this 20% ranking, if you're in gold and you played more than 100 games of Overwatch, you'll never get better. So either enjoy, That's fine. either enjoy the. But his his wanting to improve engages him with the game. No, is no what I'm saying. it doesn't. Yeah. You can't. No, nobody League improves. Nobody improves. Okay. Okay. Here, I would I would argue that anyone that wants to improve is going to look up their ranking. Exactly. Of what it's like, they're going to look it up. Okay. They're going to look up what it means. They're going to be serious players. But it's it's still reinforcing negative bad poor decisions and bad behavior. But how? It's poor not behavior. saying it is. If you if you're bottom nineteen, listen. You're not saying it's not saying you're playing Mercy as exclusively pistol. You get a gold medal for playing Mercy as exclusively pistol. It's not saying no, play Mercy as exclusively pistol achievement. That is not reinforcing not. bad behavior. If what you're doing isn't working and you're not winning that many games and you're at the bottom 29th percentile and you see a gold medal, 
and what you're doing, you say, yeah. hey, what I'm doing must be working. Good. You, know? you, you feel good. On a very specific or, example. Wait, 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 no, any bad, any bad, be any bad behavior. Not just that. How do you lose from that? If what you just described, the guy gets a rush. He feels good. Congratulations, you're now gold. He's gonna say, yeah. It's reinforcing his bad behavior, no. so he can't, he wants to get better, and he can't. If he can't get better, if at that he point, wants he's to get better, he's going to know what that means. Yes, exactly. Good. Yeah. How many why, times do you say that? Matt, you are adding a layer of complexity and, uh, and obfuscation when there's no need for it. There really? is a need. You no. have to keep the retards feeling like they're good at the game. It's but not look. obfuscation, though. Yes, it unless is. Unless you fixate on what gold means. Anyway. You, no, gold has meaning. And they're, they're taking away the meaning of gold and shitting on it, so everybody gets gold medals now. If you think it's the meaning that that's fine. to it. If it changes, then it's no. going to change. <laughs> so, so Matt, you, were, you basically, if we have a, if we have a uh, school of kids, right, and everybody gets a hundred on their test, that that's a minimum grade, and all of a sudden we change the maximum to two hundred. So two hundred is an A, hundreds uh hundreds an F, or that whatever. That could happen. It could. People would just attack. And that would, that would just confuse the shit out of people. Is what I'm trying to say. The people that get hundreds, they might think, oh god, I'm so happy I got a hundred on my test. Wait, I got every question wrong. I guess I'm just so smart I got a hundred anyway. Good. Like, that that feel good mentality doesn't serve any purpose. It does. Uh, no. Dude, if you're in gold today, right, and you played a lot of Overwatch, you're right, never okay, gonna be okay, a good okay, player. Guys. Just make yourself feel good. Who cares? You're. You, it's like this. Guys, this is going nowhere. Moving to real news. Okay, <laughs> I'm done. Moving to real news. I'll take this. You gotta talk about shards online. Take it. We gotta talk about shards online because shards online, the game that was originally going to be basically a build your own MMORPG with custom servers. <laughs> coding and all this other stuff and they said you had access to all these variables and um you could just like people could basically make anything and eventually they'd allow you to change assets and everything right um the the original thing basically is they were gonna have a small world that demonstrated what the shards were and i think ultimately what was going to be um the thing about it was that the official servers were going to be kind of a demo of what you could do with it, right? They weren't going to be anything, like, super serious. And, um... Now, they're turning into a full-fledged MMORPG. They're getting rid of the limits on how big the world can be. They're getting rid of the limits on how many pe people can be on each individual shard. And they're going to just change a lot of it. And I'm kind of shocked that they're doing this right now. Because... I mean, they had a specific vision in mind, but now they're making a real MMORPG, and I'm kind of wondering how that's going to affect the development, um, like the personal modding development part of it, and whether or not this signals that the mod system is done, and they're just going to add content on top of it because that's what their fans wanted. Like, I mean, maybe it's not done-done, right? But everything's in there, it works, and it's just got to go through early access now, but... I mean, I, I don't really know what's going to happen going forward and kind of going to be interesting to see if they actually continue to focus on the modding part or if they focus on the full-fledged MMORPG. I think they're crazy. Why, why did they change the name? I feel like they could have done all this without changing the name. I think here's what happened. This my, Matt, you can correct me if, uh, if I'm, I'm wrong here. One of the things is the, the current alpha build of Shards Online became the default in like what people who tried it, people who heard about it, people who read about it, thought the whole game was, right? So people like me, for example, I played it a few times, I read about it, but I'm not super engaged. My understanding was that first map was small, right, that we played on. Um, I did think they were going to do, I, and correct me if I'm wrong here too, I, everything they're doing now with the Legends of Aria, I thought they were going to do with shards once it left alpha. Is that wrong? 
Like, I thought the same thing. Yeah, I thought they were gonna make a bigger world. I thought the world we played on was like one. Was te- yeah, yeah, it was, it was like a test. But here's Something what happened: like people like <laughs> you and me, Gumbo, who played it, right, and hundreds of others, thousands of others, mm-hmm. that became our uh, perception of Shards Online. Like that—that's all the game was. And now, after they developed all this new content, they don't want people uh, to just think of it as what that what they experienced initially. I think it's very bad branding, but and then they're ditching that branding now. Rather than trying to salvage well, it. I, I don't hmm. know if that's what it was, but I mean, it could have been because ultimately what happened is that they said that they were doing what players wanted, which is they wanted a bigger world. They wanted it to be more like Ultima Online since it was already partially like Ultima Online. And they just kind of wanted it to be more of an MMORPG and mm-hmm. less of a development kit. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, that's fair, I guess, because ultimately right now what they're paying for is a game that doesn't have a lot of what it's supposed to have because the people that are making the mods, they're making their own servers, they're not invested because everything's going to be wiped repeatedly and they haven't actually made it yet, so there wasn't any content there. So, I mean, ultimately, players could have been asking for this for that reason, but I'm not sure if the development team saw that or if they just saw their players asking for a larger MMORPG experience. I think... Like, let's be real. I think one of the things I was most excited about for Shards was the, the, the server community tools. And honestly, the name Shards Online kind of captures that, doesn't it? Like, there's <coughs> multiple Shards. They could be linked. That was like the, that was a cool part of Shards Online. What is it now? Legends of Aria? The name... Well, it's the same thing. It's yeah, just... I know. But the name kind of detracts from, from the original vision, doesn't it? Yeah, I it, agree. It, it kind of makes it seem like it's a specific yeah. MMO. And that it's exactly. Not the same thing i understand what you're saying it's just i i think that what they should have done is it should have been shards online and in shards online was yes of Aria. beautiful that would have been the perfect solution matt they should pay you for that suggestion and backpedal on their announcement because that just makes more sense and i just and that would have been their like showcase like this is legends of aria made on in shards online yeah but the thing is the other thing that I'm worried about, right? So they're making a larger like landmass. They're increasing the size of the map. They're increasing the server counts, but the player counts on servers. But one of their things was that you had a certain amount of players that could be on each uh, shard, and mm-hmm. the shards were a certain size, and then you'd link it to another shard, and like each shard could have like different instances that yeah. would count as a shard. And the way that they monetized it was that people would have to pay to have more clusters, like the mm-hmm. clusters of shards. What are they going to do now? Are they going to give people the larger landmass? Are they are they going to give the Maybe, people yeah, right. making that? Question. Or, good question. or are they going to keep the same shard um, set up with the clusters for players so that they can still monetize it? Like this is this is something I'm very confused about, and but, I'm not sure that they have an answer for that yet. Also, I have a question for you guys uh, based on you know the Legend of Aria announcement. Are you, like. I, I was never mega hype about Shards Online, right? But I was most excited for the whole server building element. So, like, now they changed Legend of Aria. Like, do you have any more interest in the, the world they create, or do you still think the main selling and the cool part of the game will be the player-created community content? I was like, going to say before, when Aaron was talking about what we had experienced, even when hmm. we played it for that, uh, I guess it was Sunday Funday, I figured, you know, I'm not actually experiencing the real game because the real game is supposed to be this community-driven effort. The same time, you got to have a community that's willing to create that content, and maybe they weren't seeing enough feedback from the community, and that's why now they've abandoned that notion. They're building this bigger world. 
now I don't really know what to expect. I'm actually just kind of confused uh, yeah. by what's happening. Yeah. Actually, well, just like when Das Tal changes name, I feel like name changes um, this late. This is if you're hearing about a new game. Yeah, and it's <laughs> very late in the in the project's development. And I mean, the thing that the thing that I see now, especially like before, they had shards online and they had the world of Celador, which was their showcase. And Celador was a little bit like Ultima Online, but then they had the specific "This is Ultima Online" rule set over here, where you could go over here and you could play basically Ultima Online. But now Legends of Aria is basically Ultima Online. So what I think I see, and what I think a lot of other people are going to see going forward, is a Ultima Online wannabe, and they're not going to see like the community aspect and the fact that this is a real MMORPG now, like a full-fledged mm -hmm. real MMORPG. It's going to overshadow all of the community efforts because they're yep. not going to have full-fledged MMORPGs. They're going to have little bits, like mm -hmm. they're going to have little parts that they like put together, and they're going to create an experience that way. So it's going to be like you've got like shit. I can't think of a small MMORPG right now <laughs> that you guys would know. I'm thinking like Blade Mistress or like Puppet Guardian, and you've got that over there, and then way over here you've got Ultima Online 2.0, but mm -hmm. not really. And um, I, I think it's just. It, it's self-defeating in a way because before it was a showcase, but now it's an actual game, and it, it, it's it's going to kill it for a lot of people. And if they, they could have built it as like, okay, we made the world bigger, but we still want to focus on the community stuff. That if they said that, that would have been fine, right? Because, but then they, by changing the name, they they, they did Guy, kind of de-emphasize that part. Guys, my whole my my understanding after reading about it for two seconds, and this could be still wrong, is nothing changed. What they are doing now was what they always intended to do with Shards Online. And it, the only no. It, no. Yes. I a think. lot changed. A lot changed. This is actually an Ultima Online clone, basically. But, and the world is going to be significantly bigger. But they, and we don't know if they're giving those tools to the people that are modding. But we always knew they wanted to make the world bigger. But they were going to make it bigger through shards and clusters. This is an actual bigger world. It's a right. full, like, open oh, world without... I always thought that they planned on expanding the world itself, not just as no. a shard. They were going to be using the shard system in clusters before. All right. Oh. I don't know how I feel about that. But, but, I mean, regardless, yeah. I think they can still make it work, but it's weird that they changed the name. <sighs> the name? You're still caught up on the name? I am, because the... Well, look, right, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going to explain it very simply. By changing the name... All you think about is the MMORPG yes. that they made. You don't think about the right. ones that people yeah. are going to make. Mm -hmm. the, the name change is very important because it changes exactly what they're trying to do with it. It changes the paradigm, and that's a fucking $2 word. So. <laughs> Shoot, <laughs> have you heard of Shards Online? Because I think I, I could hype you for this game pretty easily. I, I, I haven't, no. All right, let me, give, let me give the gist, and tell me, tell me if it sounds pretty cool again. People, I'm sure people listening haven't all heard about this. I... Before they changed the name, right? It was called Shards Online, and the premise was mega cool. Essentially, they're building a small like MMORPG, a small world with some basic rule sets, right? And then they're giving they're giving their players like server tools and community tools to make their own versions of that game and their own like they can write their own scripts and play with so much of the world, almost like a, a mini so MMORPG like, builder. So it's like within it's like the game. it's like Second Life, is what you're saying? Yeah, but may, I, I, yes, but I was thinking more along the lines of like the Warcraft Three map editor or the Starcraft custom map maker. Because it won't be as free as Second Life, but people will be able to make their own creations and kind of interlink them with each other too. So like one character you have on my shard, my own my server, and let's say we're working together on you have your own server, we can link our servers to have the similar rule set so we can kind of play our character on each server. And essentially the player made community content would be like front and center, and that's like the really cool part of the game. Like that was the gist of it earlier. Like 
I feel like that that sounds awesome, but you know, that's a, they that's changed an interesting, it. That's an interesting. Ah, uh, sorry. That's yeah. an interesting switch then, because uh, I I didn't have contacts, so I didn't really understand. Mm -hmm. So that that is weird that they would do that. From that to just another typical <laughs> MMORPG yeah, that they make. It's like, it's weird that they would go from something so unique to something that's already, you know, something refreshingly unique, you know. That refresh, good good choice of words, you beautiful yeah. choice of words. I concur. Yeah, just to something that's a little bit, you know, more standard. It's mm -hmm. just interesting. I, I don't know. If, I mean, maybe the other game will be really really good. Maybe they maybe they aborted it. Maybe they thought it was a bad idea in the end. Like after implementation, we 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 don't know. There's a lot of things. That well, yeah, of still there. All that stuff is still there. It's just going to be overshadowed now. Yeah. Oh, oh, you, oh, they're still going to have the shards thing. They say yeah, yes. It's, it's it's unclear how they're going to do it now that they're changing the technology for their main server, but it will still be there. Mm -hmm. It seems to me like it's a case of not enough information. So, it's a case of making well, me wait and see. change the name of the game on MMOs.com. What a hassle, right? Oh, These assholes. Right, right, Le think about me. Legends of Aria, people, if you're watching, please send us a 10-point bullet It has to be bullet points. So I'm not going to read it. 10 bullet points about explaining your game, the change, what changed, what stayed the same. All right? Thank you. <laughs> Beautiful. Good, good good information request right there. Got to be in PowerPoint slide, PowerPoint format, too. And you want, you want transitions. Three bullet points per page. You want the transitions for everything. So when the words fly on, they start doing like the full 360s. They spin around, right? No, no, just, just, just bullet points. That's all I want. I want. I like seeing the little dots. I like being pro. I always check them off too. Like I'm making progress down the list. RTF mm -hmm. files only, please. <laughs> all right. Talking about games that are shifting gears. What about you? Wrote this article about uh, Dean Hall sci-fi MMORPG. What's what's the deal with uh, Ion? So this very, was, sounds very similar to Aeon, Aeon but no. <laughs> after reading that it was abandoned, that's the first time I remembered I heard about it before, barely, vaguely. So years mm -hmm. ago, uh, well, not too many years ago, 2015. Well, wait a years. Who is Dean Hall? Because that's very important here. Dean Hall is the man who climbed Mount Everest. But he also created uh, the DayZ mod uh, for Arma. Then he went on to make the DayZ standalone game with, uh, with some other company or the same company. I don't know. No, a different company. So basically, he kind of invented the whole survival zombie apocalypse genre that, you know, uh, spawned us games like Rust. So uh, he and invented... Just, and, and, just like, and just like characters in his games, they, they, they die. <laughs> his games die. <laughs> die after a short amount of time. They just fade into oblivion, you know? <laughs> so uh, he took the stage at, in 2015 at E3 to announce Ion. Aeon, Ion, I guess is the proper way to say it. Uh, he was gonna it's work. Ion. He was gonna work with Improbable, the guys behind Spatial OS, um, to create this huge, immersive, super duper game. And he really hyped it. I guess that's his. Uh, that's his like his spiel. As a quote by him, quote: "I want, I want a game that is not a game. I want a game that is a universe." A universe built not on scripts or quests, but on the laws of physics, biology, and chemistry. A simulation MMO that explores mankind's expansion into space. The chance to be a pioneer in a harsh universe, swamped with the risks of death, yet peppered with the havens of fortune. That's he a sounds like a pseudo-philosopher recently hired by Vice to hype people up in weekly <laughs> YouTube videos. By Vice? <laughs> yeah, my so, favorite uh, edgy intellectuals. Yeah. It was a very hype. Sean hates it. It's a very <laughs> ambitious, very ambitious title. Um, very ambitious title. And uh, I guess he got part of his wish. You know, he wanted a game that's not a game. So he got, it. he got it. He got what he wanted. He got no game. What's funny to me is that this is not the first game he's walked away from because DayZ sure as shit ain't complete. So, yep. <laughs> you know. 
He's moonwalked away from two games now. He's better at climbing Justin. mountains than he is at finishing games. Dean Hall abandoning games. Big surprise from Cash Shield. Is, isn't this guy like isn't this guy like zero for three right now? <laughs> he struck out, man. Yeah, but, but at least his first one was very profitable, so I guess he can do that. At least he climbed Mount Everest. But that's what he's also... remembered for. The forty third New Zealander to climb Mount Everest. Wait, really? Yes. Oh, it's a... That's, that's uh, yeah, I feel like you're from a small country. Why do I know that? Get that? Jesus. <laughs> so I mean, it kind of. I mean, look, it, it, it was so like um, it would have been so nice to have this, um, but luckily the spatial OS uh, improbable engine is still with us. It's it's a technology powering uh, a game that Omar and Matt played, World Adrift. Uh, mm -hmm. So they probably have they, they have a better sense of what this game would have been. Like imagine an MMORPG built on that technology where everything is persistent. It's a constantly, I guess, expanding universe, or a very large one at least. Um, Shoot, did you play World of Warcraft? Uh, literally can't. You literally can't. I don't think them. I've just played. I haven't played pretty much anything with you guys in a long time. Well, right. I've been I've been gone playing on Zelda. But the, the again the, the the spatial OS the one part of that is the persistent items, isn't it, Matt? Uh, you you cut a tree down in like. Uh, you know, in Worlds of Drift, you leave an item on the floor. Thing. Oh. It's not a spatial OS just makes it possible. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, yeah. think about what because he said it here. Distribute, yeah, but... It distributes the um, server load a lot more evenly across, like, an infinite number, te technically an infinite number of servers. Yes, so, but that's what, that's what he's trying to say here. Instead of having quests or scripts, it's going to be just a big universe where everything is kind of built on everything else, like with the laws of physics, chemistry. So I think what he was trying to explain here was what Worlds of Drift is in a much smaller sense it was gonna be a much bigger scale version of what uh worlds of drift is offering no. i think so that's what i've got no we know well, worlds of drift is more like a survival game this uh right this is here like um we want to we want to simulate everything that's basically what they right. said so world of drift is a, is a much much diluted version of the ambition here is what my point i is. think you're fixating on the engine it was made in too much it, it wouldn't be anything alike at all i think this would be more like a super detailed star citizen yeah you're exploring planets instead of those little islands right in this game if it existed you're kind of chopping you're doing shit on the planet uh you and then that's, remember the laws of physics biology these are like pretty sandbox element it's not like nothing is scripted it's all like within. I, i'm giving myself 100 percent credit here uh Astro world adrift video well we... I mean, it's not the same obviously they're not at all the same kind of games i mean just the technology part you were mentioning also it's spatial with a t spatial with a t i don't like it do you guys put this on youtube i don't think you guys did all right i'll just play this Anyway, uh, why you just volunteer to do that? By the way, speaking of speaking of uh, Worlds of Drift, dude, that game was mega laggy. Hopefully, they fixed it by the, when the beta rolls around the, on Steam eventually. But it was a it was a fun game. I said I'd play it with you guys next time you. Next yeah. next round of beta, sure, I'll play it with you. Yeah, all right. Should, should be fun. I, I like that uh, Titanic moment. <laughs> that was like the highlight of that game. <laughs> Uh, the only other game I think is well, not the only other one, but another big game using that engine is Chronicles of Illyria. Uh, whenever that gets a chance to roll around, that's the reveal. Yep. So I'm, I'm curious now how how is Chronicles of Illyria going to use this technology? But I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean that game is still far, far from release. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping for it, but I, I, I I'm always skeptical about those Kickstarter games. All right, so uh, also interesting, 
Terra is confirmed for consoles. We've heard rumors about this for a while now, but it's coming out on consoles. That's a big one, actually. PS4 yeah. and Xbox One. I have a feeling it's going to be extremely successful on console. I have a feeling it's going to run like Neverwinter on. It's not good. I'm talking like an average of 20 frames per second. Wow. Oh, that's awful. Is that what it runs on console? No, that's what Neverwinter runs on console. Yeah, but it, it, it's doing pretty well on console, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, you don't have to have a high frame rate to do well. Bloodborne proved that. But I mean, it, I think I think we, we predicted that Terra would be on console. I mean, I think well, that's because they were already hiring people. Yeah, but even even before that, I feel like I feel like that would, that that game is made for console. It could do really well on console. And I wouldn't be surprised if Terra did better on console than it did on PC, because I think it did a whole bigger, like, much bigger audience on console rather. I mean, it's the way the game is made too. I mean, this 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 is a whole new rush we're seeing with all these older MMORPGs, even newer ones like Elder Scrolls Online, going to console. It's like the last frontier, right, for them. Yeah, and it's like untapped market for a lot of these games too. Skyforge is doing it, and so far, I mean, Trove Trove recently launched on there as well, and they've already got millions of players. So oh. so far, like the people that launched on console, they're doing pretty well. Like almost every single one, like MMORPGs that launched on there, has been consistently doing well. And you compare some of these games that launched on PC with like no users. So the console is pretty untapped for free to play, you know, MMORPG because there really aren't that many. Like, it's not flooded the way the PC market is saturated and flooded by these games. But of course, being a, you know, on console, it will have a separate, you know, world. They didn't clarify any of this, but it's going to be pretty obvious that your characters will not be interchangeable, and the servers will exist separately. I don't think any game has kind of combined PC and console, unless it was like Final Fantasy fourteen and eleven. Well, they could. I mean, they could very easily choose either Xbox One or PlayStation Four and just make it cross-platform with PC. But uh, how do you choose that? That's the problem. Yeah. How do you go? You you get to play with your PC friends, <laughs> and you don't. That's true. But are, are there any other like uh, console slash PC games that are PS4 and PC PC compatible besides the Final Fantasies? Yes, that are um, PC compatible. With, yes, Paragon. Uh, Rocket League. <laughs> oh, Paragon. We just played Games of Glory. That right, is. Fair. There you go, Rocket League. There you go. We yeah, we just did it this last week too. You're right. But it's unfortunate that because of the way the console is set up, you know, you're not going to get compatibility with both. Was it like, a, is it like a an actual technological issue, or is it just Microsoft going to be like, you know, you got to pick one of it's us? Microsoft or you being a dick. They're getting there slowly. Microsoft Never has so a slowly. Microsoft apparently has a rule. Uh, if you want your game on, you know, Microsoft uh, Xbox One, there has to be an Xbox One, you know, Xbox Live players only option. Odd. So they're not against cross-platform, but they have to also have an option. To give their players a, a chance to play only with well, Xbox players. The only one that's truly cross-platform between all three, Ooh. in the sense, is Rocket League. And Rocket League, they force you to play either with PlayStation 4 users or Xbox One users if you're a PC player. You can't play with all three at once. Hmm. But it does use the same matchmaking servers. Somebody said uh, Street Fighter V is cross-platform. Uh, I haven't played Street Fighter V on console, so... Bro, there's been PC and PS4. I'm curious whether that, that was at Xbox. Hmm. Gears of War Wait, is not a PlayStation Fighter? 4 game. I've played, I played Street Fighter, but I suck at it. Uh, I, I'm a button masher for life, show. Button masher for life. That's my that's my strategy in Melty Blood. My strategy in Street Fighter. 
And it gets me, you'd be pretty surprised how far it gets me, right? I'm not good, but I'm, I think I'm above average. Considering average is like pretty, pretty meh. Meh. Uh, that Umeko game is supposed to come out in fucking Steam. Is that, is that a fighting game? Yeah, it's the best fighting game I've ever played. Wait, it, it's based on the anime, right? Yeah, it's freaking the best. It's just so weird Why to can? see fighting games for animes that are like not fighting related. Why can't? Umeko. Design. I'm saying it wrong, probably. It's like the best design fighting game by far. So, so wow. Anything you uh, bias? Hmm. Any other news to cover before we can uh, take the conversation to post game for like the meandering what we played and stuff? Oh, uh, we should probably cover Quake Champion. Yeah, it's a big one. It's getting close. Uh, closed beta signups are open, and they've unveiled their first champion, which is a stealthy chick named Nyx. And basically, what it looks like is that, and I was worried about this because it's champions and how the fuck that was going to fit into Quake. It looks like they're going to have one active ability and one passive ability, and mm -hmm. Nyx can temporarily become invisible and invulnerable. And she can also double or wall jump. Like she can wall jump once. Like she jumps mm. up, jumps off the wall. That's it. Like not, not like Mario back and forth. Uh, I hope it does well. This game is uh, a Quake. Is, I've been playing Quake for you know, God knows how long. So uh, do it you, does look. Do you good. think this? Yeah. Do you think this will hurt the chance of Lawbreakers succeeding? This is much. Uh, more these, are, these are the same kind of games. Come on, arena game with heroes, fast paced, high jumps, <laughs> high jumps. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so, and I think the reason for that is that um, Quake Champions is still going to be a very specific like Quake game where you find guns on the map and everything, and you're fast-paced killing the shit out of people. And Lawbreakers is still too. kind of a hero shooter. But they 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 just said they said the heroes in this game specifically would not be an afterthought. It would be like a pretty key part of the game too. Yeah, but I mean it's it's still a different audience. I mean the whole loadout thing is very it's very highly despised among certain um satisfaction like of the fps audience the whole loadout like archetype of shooters so the people that um want a quake like thing are going to go to the quake game They're, they weren't mm -hmm. going to go to lawbreakers in the first place this is also free to play as well i mean that's another kind of another reason it could hurt them because some players will overlap between the two. I mean, I'm not saying this to core well, audience. Some will, but and this is free to play. Lawbreakers will cost money because of that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and make my call and say Lawbreakers is gonna die. No chance. Wow. I give it a zero chance of success. It's got some chance. We'll see. I say zero. Well, obviously not zero till after it fails. But I, I say very. I will say, chance. having seen Quake Champions, this competes more directly than with Lawbreakers than Overwatch does. Yes, hundred. Well, yeah, it does definitely. Yeah. yeah. More than Overwatch. Way more than yeah. Overwatch. Mm -hmm. I would never say that Quake competes with Overwatch. And did you tell me Overwatch competes with Battleborn? Yes, I think Overwatch killed Battleborn. You can say that, but I... all right, what's closer, Overwatch or Quake Champions or Overwatch this has, and Battleborn? This is post game talk. Post game, all right, post -game it, boys. All right, thanks for watching, guys. If you want to keep hearing us ramble about nothing, do stick around. Otherwise, take care. All right. All right. Tuesday, at 4 p.m., guys. Later, guys. Peace.